In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's March 3rd, 2013, and you're listening to episode 69 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. Oh, baby. So, dim the lights and pull that cashmere a little bit closer. Oh, Benedict. And get ready for the squoosh test. Okay, it's episode 69, get over it. <laughs> and hands off, Benedict, you have a freaking Watson, you have a <laughs> Hobbit. What is up with that? That girl can change her mind. Leave me the dragon. Enter that the- would make certain things very uncomfortable, I imagine. Enter the dragon, yes. That's not yeast infection that's causing that burning. Oh, God. <laughs> Karen! You just went there. We <laughs> haven't even started, and you just went there. Come on. Yeah, fine. Whatever. You know our knitting group. This is tame. Yeah, this is. And you people are going to get a hint of our knitting group soon. Yep. <laughs> That's all we're going to say about that right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. So. so we promise we won't go like that. We won't be making jokes like this quite through the entire podcast, but this is why we put the explicit tag on it. Yeah, we're not. I'm not making any promises. <laughs> Especially since, okay, for adventures in knitting. Yes. I can tell you what I'm not doing. Yes. Because everybody knows I've been married to a certain cardigan for a very long time. And certain cardigan is sleeping on the couch right now? Yeah. Certain cardigan, like, it's here. It's in here. This cardigan and I have had, like, more time together than probably the people on the frickin' Ark. You know, we share each other's genomes now. Ran out of yarn. Oh, no. Three inches from the end. Oh, my God. I swore when I ran out of that yarn, I'm like, okay, I was at knit night. And I'm like, I'm sure I have one more skein at home. So it'll be the perfect amount. Couldn't find that skein. I'm like, I know I've got one. I know I've got one. And the more I looked and the more I looked and the more my skin started to get hot. And um, I might have broken out into a rash and started drooling at the corners of my mouth. Could not find that last skein. Oh, no. So pretty much, Yeah. There's nothing I can do for the sweater until I get another skein of this particular yarn. And you know, <sighs> there's pretty much no chance you're going to get the same dye lot. No. But so... it was Madeline Tosh to begin with. Yeah. And Madeline Tosh has known that even in, with the same dye lots, sometimes it's not perfect because yeah. of, of the modeled effect. But that's... Technically, even then, you might want to rip back a couple rows so you but can alternate skeins. You want me to knit back one by <laughs> one of 600 <laughs> stitches? Yeah. The The only benefit is that if there is a color alteration, it'll be at the... Frill, the roughly part, The yeah. roughly part going around the neck. So, so it look... won't be notice- as noticeable. But... Not like if it was, like, dead center back. Yeah, or one sleeve. Yeah. But... Oh man, I'm wounded. On the other on the other hand, want to go to Needle Emporium later this week, <laughs> which is where I got the yarn in the first place. Yeah. So I either said either somebody who is going to the Needle Emporium, I will give them money for it, or it's going to wait until the frolic till I get to the Needle Emporium again, one way or the other. Anyways, so that's what that's doing and basically I said this is the universe telling me I am to stop knitting on this project and I am to knit something else. I'm off on Friday. 
I will have to talk to you after the show. <laughs> okay. So what I've done instead, I have been working on my Hobbit socks. I'm on the second one. Yep. Past the heel, so I'm basically, you know, sort of like ankle, ankle-ish. Yeah. It looks like a little slipper at the moment. Yeah. But that's the second one. I am doing the first of the baby blankies, for this year anyways. Mm-hmm. This is, again, Ooh. I'm doing it in acrylic, but, you know, it's a red heart soft because, you know, babies throw up and stuff It's like a baby that. binky. Yeah. yeah, it's a baby binky. It's pretty turquoise. This is Baby Chalice Blanket, and it's by Karen S. I hope I pronounce this right. Lager. Okay. How is it spelled? L-A-U-G-E-R. Okay. It is It is a really pretty baby blanket that has um, eyelets, uh, K2 togs, and a couple of, you know, knit two togethers right and left. And it's a nice variation from your standard baby blanket of, you know, maybe a two-row pattern. Yeah. It's really, really easy. Yeah. I mean, it does have a chart, but it's really, yeah. really easy. So it, it might be something for... A sort of intermediate knitter who wants to try something a little bit lacy but is nervous. Yeah. Because I'm doing this in worsted. But the the nursery theme is sort of like outside in the woods. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of stuff from Ikea that has the has a like a river going through it. Yeah. So that's where I got this from because I figured, yeah, and I we know it's going to be a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. Turquoise is a nice Yeah, turquoise. Blue. I got tired of looking at a certain pink color <laughs> that I was knitting in one by one ribbing forever. Yes. So I went to the opposite end of the spectrum. But it's not like a baby blue. Too. No, it's not. It's, it's like, a nice. You know, it's a nice. It's a nice turquoise, like river turquoise. Um, and I'm pretty pleased with it. So I've got three repeats done so far, and I figure I'll probably do somewhere around fifteen repeats, maybe twelve to fifteen repeats, something like that. That's super pretty. And at this point in time, I am trying to figure out my next shawl. Ooh. So basically, I am auditioning patterns. Ooh. Hello, please come in. Show me what your assets are. And I did send you the picture of the wee baby in the uh, Green Lantern. Yes. Were you going to post it? I already have posted. Okay. So there is a picture. There is a picture on the the Green Lantern On the website, yep. Baby came about Including? Yes, including the Nightwing sock monkey I made. Oh, it's so cute. Because um, this is the baby whose, you know, entire nursery is superheroes, and Daddy's a big Green Lantern fan. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, and after doing the blanket, I said, okay, if you had one more superhero, who would it be? And he rattled off a few, and I'm like, okay, that's way too difficult of a costume. Nightwing, you're up. Yeah, but Wee Baby arrived um, 12 days early, which isn't bad. Yeah. And, um... That, that was early. So. That picture was of him going to his first doctor checkup. Aww. And there was lots of comments underneath, because he posted it on Facebook. Yeah. So there was lots of comments underneath going, That swag is awesome! And I'm like, yes! <laughs> Rock on! <laughs> so is there anything else? Anything waiting in the wings besides baby blanket? Well, another baby blanket for another baby. But other than that, you're just auditioning shawl patterns? I really want to use that turquoise yarn that you gave me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I want it to reflect something... Summary. Yeah. So this is why I've been auditioning, um, probably with a lot of things like the seascape stole, mm-hmm. things that have the ocean or wave attached to them. I've been leaning a lot towards the echo shawl. Mm-hmm. Damn Ravelry just sucks you down a hole for about two <laughs> hours. and. Yep. <clears throat> and there goes your evening. Yeah, pretty much. And I do want to try and start making a project with all of those extra bits and pieces of the fingering weight yarn. Ooh, yeah. Sock weight yarn. I'm not yes. sure. I did see 
a pattern for mittens made out of them, striped mittens. I thought that would be cool for Christmas presents in the future. Mm-hmm. Especially for my elfling, who just gets a kick out of seeing everything being made anyway. Yeah. And, you know, he goes along and he's like, I like that, Mom. I'll keep it. You make something else for them. Right. It's like, no, kiddo, it doesn't work that way. He said that about most of the monkeys he's seen, too. Speaking of which, I'm making more monkeys, people. <laughs> Somebody send help. I think we need to stage an intervention. <clears throat> yeah. But so at least this time, well, this it time is you for are a charity. doing for a charity. So. It is for a charity drive. But, oh, God. See, I have this thing called work that just gets in the way. Yeah, I know. It gets in the way a lot. So, Jesus, can I just, you know, stay home and watch movies and knit? Knit, yeah. That's what I want to do. Dang, Navitus Maximus. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. If I think of something fantastic that's happened in the last week that I've forgotten, <laughs> I'll tell you. Okay, so, I haven't been doing hell of a lot either. Um, I have been doing a lot of looking at Ravelry and thinking, because I, I think... You guys will hear more about this later, but I think going cold sheep is starting to affect me. <laughs> you know, I, I believe I have mentioned I am trying not to buy yarn until yeah. the frolic. And earlier this week, I was actually like, you know, damn it, you know, I have not bought any yarn since, like, early December. And, you know, I, I've got, like, you know, two months, a month and a half to the frolic. I'm doing okay. Except... I want to start all the things, <laughs> and I end up looking at Ravelry and being like, I really want to do a shawl, I really want to do mittens, I really want to keep, like, you know, yeah. making plans about things I am totally going to start just when I finish something, and then I not, and then I find three other things I want to do, and I think I need help. Me, because, and of course, and also not helping in the meantime is I haven't had a hell of a lot of time to actually do any actual knitting other than on the bus. So, the projects I have mainly been working on um, have been the blanket that I'm doing out of the Nitpicks Brava Bulky. And I have, like, some fairly large stacks of squares. I mean, it's to the point where I'm going to have to lay them out soon and be like, okay, I need six more squares of this color, six more squares okay, of this cool. color. Okay, cool, so you make progress with it. So, yeah, it is actually going pretty well. And also figure out if I need to order more yarn for it. If I order more yarn for it, that does not count. <laughs> Because it is to finish the project. All right, I will grant you that. I have worked, like, maybe a few rows on my Cachoeira socks that are from the... Oh, actually, I just happened to Google them. And I should mention, too, Cachoeira. I don't. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right, because apparently it's Portuguese, and it means waterfall. Ah, very nice. But it's C-A-C-H-O-E-I-R-A. The sock pattern's on the front page, on the first page of Google results. It is actually one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven. It is the eighth result. Yes, it's Nitty Spring 2009, and I'm doing it in Indigo Dragonfly Merino Nylon Sock in the Squid Vicious colorway, which is super pretty. It is. It's like such wonderful, deep, bluey, greeny wonderfulness. And it's going pretty well. It's actually, I did get to the heel flap on one of them and did turn the heel, or most of the heel on one sock. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember this because I was working on it at night because the heel flap was getting to me after a little while. And I was like, I am bored out, out of my skull trying to do this. I'm going to do it at midnight when I'm talking to people. Okay, that's fair. I mean, because it's it's like a twisted rib with a little section of like two by two rib in the middle. Okay. So, I know, there's just something about the, the unending ribbing that was getting to me. Don't talk to me about unending ribbing, person. Yes. Um, also because I, I just have not had brain lately with all the stuff going on at work and things like that. So I have not done 
really anything on my Lakeshore shell recently, I don't think. And the other thing I've been working on, I'm working on quite a bit. Very nice. Is I brought out my turtle pearl socks. Very, very nice. In the stripey toes yarn. I like. This is the colorway Miss K's Big Day. And it is a self-striping yarn in like a white, a pink, a red, a darker red, and then black. And it is extremely pretty. Now, are you doing a different technique as a afterthought heel? Yeah, I'm doing an afterthought heel. <clears throat> I had actually, I dug these out and I was actually right at the point where I was going to decide what to do with the heel. Because at the time I was sort of like, eh, I don't know. I, I seem to remember I was like, I think it was in Toronto or something. And it wasn't a spot where I could like pull off my shoe and actually try it on to see like how well it fit. But so I put it aside because I didn't want to start doing a, like a, I'm doing it from the top up with the toe up and I didn't want to do like a short row heel or something. I really wanted to do an afterthought heel because that way it'll maintain the stripiness right. of the yarn in the leg. So from the front, it'll look like regular stripes. It won't be thrown off by the heel. Right. And when I do the heel, the heel will just be... Regular stripes. Yeah, circulating <clears throat> stripes in like a bullseye sort of thing. So, but when I, when I dug up the sock and sort of tried it on, like, yeah, I'm right at the heel spot. So I took some yarn. It was actually some leftover um, socks that rock that I had. And I knit across with the socks that rock. I turned my knitting and purled back across with the socks that rock. And then you continue knitting with the original yarn. And then when I finish the leg, which I am like... Pretty close. Yeah, it looks like five inches up the leg. <laughs> I'm basically going to make it as long as the foot. So I've only got about another inch and a half, two inches to go. Then what they'll do is you snip the waste yarn that you put in, pick up all those stitches, and start and knitting around, around. Except you decrease every other row at <laughs> the two ends. Okay. On each side. That makes sense. I'd like to see that one. So, it, and then basically what you're doing at the end is what you would do with a sock top, toe so. if you were doing a top-down sock. Except usually with a sock toe, when you're doing a top-down, you go down to, you start with, you go, you start with every other row, and then when you get down to a few stitches, you go to every row. Right. Just to make it a little <clears> rounder. But I've done it before, and I think it'll look great with the stripiness of these lovely socks. I really like the stripy yarn. You have this magic entropy that all of the stuff you pull out matches your shirt. I do. Oh, my God. Well, okay. Well, I mean, when you think about it, <laughs> yes, chances you... are pretty... I mean, it's not entirely <clears throat> magic or coincidental, because chances are, like, the colors I really like in my clothes... Are in your yarn. Are the colors I really like when I see them in yarn. But that's not turquoise. Therefore, there is... No, but you're wearing a turquoise A lighter turquoise. True. But, but it doesn't match me. It matches you. I'm just saying that's but, your superpower. <laughs> my superpower. But it just means that there is a high probability that if you pick a random item from my closet and random project I'm working on, they will be in the same color. Yes, but you are wearing them when we record. <laughs> yes, well, like I said. Okay, The fine, probability fine, fine, fine. of this is fairly high. Okay, fine. It's not that much of a coincidence. So yes, I've mainly been working on that this week, because I'm just doing, I should mention too, I'm just doing it in plain stockinette. I'm probably going to do, I do have a couple other sets of stripey yarn from Turtle Pearl. I believe I have two more upstairs, and I might do something special for one of them. Like, I was thinking, like, something with, like, chevrons or something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Something to create extra fanciness with the striping, using decreases and increases. But for this time, I just wanted to use plain stockinette. 
You're fondling that thing. Yes, I am. Pretty hard. It's really pretty. I like it. And it's nice, wonderful, like, even little stitches. It is not quite tiny stitches of doom, but, but it's, it's getting close. there. Like Car- it. Karen is known in the knitting group for tiny stitches of doom. Yeah, this isn't even tiny, tiny stitches of doomness. But I like it. I just can't stop touching it. It also matches my nails. Yes. I was, I was <laughs> looking at your Betty Page nails. <laughs> yes, my bright pink nails. And for these ones, I only have one sock started. I have the other sock, the other ball. In the bag. I got balls in the bag. <laughs> I'm fondling the balls right now. Uh, I just made a hand uh, gesture. Uh, I, I just sort of cut the ball in my hand and squished it. Anyway. Anyway. Anyways. But yes, I haven't started the other sock yet. Probably because I should, you know, maybe finish something else that I'm working on. Another sock that I'm working on so I can grab the needle from it. Though I'm pretty sure I have at least three more needles in that size. I, I think I have, like, five of each size. Si- sock size that there I we use. Go. Mainly because I keep... Mainly, well, because a lot of them are different types, too. I think I've got, like, you know, a couple nitpicks, you know, a couple chow goo, one Haya Haya in each, one whatever. I still want to try the Haya Haya Sharps. <laughs> I just sort of keep collecting. And then I keep looking at my needle roll and being like, why the hell can't I find any? Because they're all in projects. Oh, dear. That's actually one of the things I want. I kind of want to do. Um, my mother is going to Florida for a few weeks, so what I'm going to do while she's gone is I'm going to take the like the big knitting basket that I have. And I know I have probably at least, I can think of two pairs of socks that are probably in there and just need like ends woven in. And then I can start wearing them. You, you need to have a finishing day? Yeah, and also just a, an excavation day where I go through all my project bags and stuff and make sure there aren't, like, little end balls of yarn and, you know, needles and stuff stuff and stuffed in them from when I finished projects. Okay. And there's a shawl that I started ages ago that I should probably, like, rip out and redo, restart. I'm not that far from the beginning. And redo, but actually, like, you know work on it this time. It sort of got derailed for a little while when my cat chewed the needle that oh, was on. Oh, yeah. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Which she has never done before or since. Just that one time. The needle said something unkind to her, obviously. Yes, I don't know. Alright, shall we move forward into the world of geek? Yes. Okay. Into Geek Squee. So, in geeky news, you might have heard a gigantic flailing of, no! Or, you know, resounding chorus of, meh, this past week. <laughs> I'm imagining, like, Four-part chorus. Meh, meh, meh. <laughs> Except the top note would be the, no! Yeah, true. Basically because uh, it has been announced that the release date for the third Hobbit movie has been pushed back. Now, before you start flailing, originally the release dates for the movie were, were going to be... The second movie was going to come out in December 2013. The third movie was going to come out in July of... 2014. Now, instead, what they've decided is that the third movie is going to come out December 17th, 2014, which is where, you know, we enter into the the screams of no and the chorus of meh, because... It'll be, what, five months later, six months later? Yeah, it's five months, six months later, which isn't that much longer, and from the response, I've seen a lot of people... A lot of geeks online have been sort of like, yeah, that's when it should come out. Probably, yeah. It's like, it doesn't, it, they, December is when these movies come out. It doesn't feel right to have it in the summer. It's going to feel cold to us for all of the midnight showings. Yeah, true, but. Because uh, if you remember, if they do what they did last time, we got locked out of yes. the theater until, until they were ready. Look, yeah. But, I mean, the Mary Sue, the headline for it was, 
Uh, release date for the third Hobbit movie is pushed back five months to when it should have been in the first place. This is nothing compared to the fandom dealing with Sherlock. Yes. Or, as we should say, not dealing with Sherlock. Yeah. And, I mean, they haven't announced why they're going to do it later. You know, they said, you know, maybe they need more time for I would totally reshooting. believe it if Moffat, not Moffat, if um, Jackson came out and says, no, it was always supposed to be there. I just moved it originally to yank your chain. <laughs> if he pulled him off it, basically. Yeah, if he basically pulled him off it. <laughs> Moffat! Anyway. Yeah, or, you know, maybe they need more time for shooting because, you know, <laughs> as anyone who's seen the extras on the original Lord of the Rings movies, Peter Jackson likes to change his mind about things. <laughs> <laughs> just a little he bit. He likes to add things. So there's, you know, there's a good chance there's going to be more reshoots and they're going to have People to add more CGI back. stuff, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe that's it. You know, they also mentioned that uh, X-Men Days of Future Past is coming out on, was going to be coming out the same weekend as The Hobbit was going to. And doubtless there's a bunch of other, you know, big movies that are coming out that summer. Maybe it was just they didn't want to. They felt intimidated. Not intimidated, but it's more like, yeah, let's just, you know, let's put it at a time where we can be sure that we are going to have a bigger slice of the box office pie. Okay, that where makes people, sense. Where people won't be like, oh shit, this movie is coming out and this movie is coming out in the same weekend, which one do I go to? Admittedly, if it, if it was Days of Future Past or Hobbit, I would probably have to go with Hobbit, even though I am looking forward to Days of Future Past a lot. <laughs> I don't know. No, it doesn't. It's just like it doesn't bug me at all because, for the love of Pete, I've yeah. got to get through the second Hobbit movie before I start worrying about the third. Yeah, and I mean, when they originally announced the release dates, I was like, "But why are you putting that in the summer? Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit are winter movies, sort of like the Harry Potter movies were always winter movies to me. Like when they came out in the summer, it never felt quite right. Like it just, it's just." Whenever I hear the music, I think of, like, wintry things and stuff and Christmas. And it's it's just not... It just... Does not... Lord of the Rings okay. equals December. Okay. There we go. I mean, and I mean, I mean and, the and, first and three movies... And now everything is right. Yes. Now, and now everything yes. is set right. And I mean, the first three movies, it was three consecutive years, three consecutive Decembers. So it, you know, it fits that. Okay, so all's right with the world and as it should be. Yeah. Plus, at least with the next movie, we'll get, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch. So... We better... Or I will, I will have a hissy fit. Well, they have to have the dragon in there. They cannot go in the entire second movie without Smaug in the movie. Because I think it's called Smaug's death. The desolation of Smaug. Smaug. Yeah, yeah. So, but they can't. They can't just keep putting off that plot line until the third movie. Yeah. Because otherwise, you have the whole thing with Smaug and the Battle of Five Armies. I'm sorry, when I hear that voice, I'm telling you, my nipples are going to be five feet in front of me. Oh, sweet Jesus, yes. And, <laughs> oh my god, I was getting happy thoughts just thinking about it. I need to find him reading a book of something for me to listen to at night. Mm, I'm sure that can be done. I know who can find it, I just have to give my husband a really good reason to find <laughs> it. <laughs> it will make your wife happy. Yeah, there you go. What was I going to say? I don't know, we were talking about Benedict. Plus, even if... Even if they didn't, if even for some reason, which they're going to have Smaug in this movie, even if for some reason they didn't, they are pursuing the plotline with the necromancer. Yeah. And he's doing the voice for that too. too. So, yes. anyway. He can be domineering and powerful and evil and, you know, spank that bad boy. 
All right, let's move along. I can't. I, I can't stay here. On those cheekbones. I can't stay on this topic. We have to move <laughs> on. Okay, moving on. I do believe I'm. I'm having a, an attack of the vapors. <laughs> Speaking of epic things, and also Harry Potter, this is possibly the, one of the most epic and amazing things I have ever seen. This is pretty cool. I gotta admit. Um, a woman named Alice Finch won the People's Choice and Best in Show awards at BrickCon 2012 with. Her model of Hogwarts. Like, all of Hogwarts. Like, all the buildings and, like, the, the, the bridges. The bridges and the bridge going off into, like, to Hog- Hagrid's Hot cottage. And, and, like, I, I can't even. And some of the escarpment and some of the lake and, mm-hmm. so, and inside. And not only that. Not only that, and if you want to see pictures of this, go to the com. Actually, right now it's still on their, their little header at the top. But if it isn't by then, just search Lego Hogwarts in their search box and you will find it. Because holy crappers, there are lots of pictures of it. And when you click on the pictures, you find she has done cutaway walls on certain segments of the castle. So that you can see inside the, the Great, Great Hall, Hall with students and teachers sitting down for a feast. Outside the Great Hall, you have the house points. Yeah. Looks like Gryffindor's winning. Naturally. Excuse me? No. Ravenclaw, bitches. Whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. I know I'd be Hufflepuff. There's a tower with... The moving Moving stairs. staircases. I don't know if they actually move, but they are positioned as though they were they are mid-movement. And all of the uh, artwork on the walls. And portraits on the walls. Awesome. There's... Dumbledore's office. With Fox. <clears throat> and sorting hat. And mail on his desk. Yep. And lamps. Oh, and there's the sword of Gryffindor. Ooh. Gryffindor common room with tapestries and chessboard, divination class with all kinds of little cups and little witches' hats, and a teapot for the uh, reading tea leaves. Mm-hmm. Potions class. Potions class that makes Karen happy with Snape and, and with lots and lots of bottles. Yeah, really cool, like different colored bottles and things in jars. Then there's the kitchens with house elves and lots of you can see little spare cups and things. Ooh, and veggies. And there's also sections from the books, like from Philosopher's Stone, there's Fluffy. <laughs> the trap door. Yeah, the trap door, the devil's snare underneath. There's the chamber of secrets. With a bunch of skeleton parts. Mm-hmm. And the basilisk behind the door. And the snake statues in- inside. And one of the things I loved even most and kind of made me a little verklempt, it lights up! It does. It seriously does. It lights up so that there's lights shining out of the windows like it's at night. And the and doorways, oh my God, yeah. And the doorways. It looks like Disney World. It honestly it does. does. It looks like Cinderella's castle. Yeah, it does. Lit up from inside at night at Disney World. It is. It, it looks like you would be able to go in and go inside and just curl up. And be happy. And be happy. And be at Hogwarts. And this is Karen's happy place. Yes, oh my God. I'm having feels, guys. It's so cool. And apparently, she started building like five years ago. She was spending a lot of time with her older son in their Lego room. And he was, at first he was doing the building and she was doing sorting and putting away. But after a while she wanted, she realized she wanted to build too. So she just started doing it. And she ends up with this masterpiece, which they mention, like BrickCon was in October of last year. And it's taken this long to reassemble this in a space suited for photography, and to get the pictures online. That's pretty cool. It's astounding. And there's actually a couple pictures with her in the picture, too. So you can see, like, scale-wise, how big this thing is. 
It's so cool. I, it would be like my ultimate dollhouse. It would. I would just play with the little mini figs all day. Oh god. And make up stories. Then you would you would also need a shield one as well, and you could play with Colson and. Oh god, she just had that look. I want a Lego helicarrier. <laughs> I know what to get you for Christmas now. Oh my god. With, like, little Lego... And I did see... There was a site earlier this week I did see where you could get, like, little minifigs. You get little kits to make little minifigs of Coulson yeah. and Hill. Yeah. And I would totally want them. And a little, a little like, other Avengers minifigs. And little Nick Fury minifigs. And I would play with them. Yes, you would. Yes. Yes, you would. I never really had a dollhouse when I was a kid, so... This is coming out right now. It's like you all... Y'all are, you know... In place for this therapy session, basically. Okay, fine. Like, oh my god, it's so cool. I love this. I am going to take you from the world of magic into the world of science. Yes. How would you like a Spidey suit that actually works? That would be awesome. No, seriously, it does actually work. A graduate from the university, if I'm remembering this right, yes, University of Chicago, Illinois, he has made, and this is a prototype suit, so it's not going to look pretty, you know, it's not the black and blue webbing. He has made a suit that basically, to really, really, really streamline the whole process down, uses sonar radar, bouncing sounds off and get echolocation, basically, mm -hmm. around in a 360 degrees all around you. The closer you get to an object, the suit has sensors on it that will press against your skin. The closer and closer the object gets to you. Oh, man. And the way, what I loved is how the guy tested it. Yes. He he didn't just test it once. He put different people in the same suit, took them outside, blindfolded them, and gave them cardboard ninja throwing stars and told them, when you are being attacked, the suit will let you know you throw your stars. 95% hit their target. That is awesome. How would you, like, seriously, is that not one of the geekiest ways to test a science experiment? I know! I'm taking you outside, I'm putting the suit on you, I'm blindfolding you. Here, take these, you are now a ninja. Oh, you are yes. now a superhero oh, ninja. yes, you frickin' just did that. Yes. <laughs> and the closer that an object gets to you, the harder that the suit will press upon you. Mm -hmm. So you get the idea if an object is moving fast. Yeah. Or moving slow. And it's 360 degrees. That is so cool. And I'm like, sweet. Or are we going to tell them the idea that we had about the Muppets? Oh, that was it. That was it. The Muppets. Yes. All right. Slight digression. We were on the way back from Knit Night mm -hmm. because we have our best ideas on our way home from Knit Night. See the version of Santa Baby from last <laughs> Christmas. And I can't remember how we got on the topic, but we somehow got on the topic of they're, they need to bring back the Muppet Show. Yep, because when you got to the Muppet Show, you knew you'd made it. <laughs> and it was good not only for kids, but also for adults. Mm -hmm. And those kids that used to watch the Muppet Show are now adults. Yeah. And would totally go for it. Yeah, and we were talking about who would be on the Muppet Show. Right now. And we both, at the same Any exact time. time, we looked at each other and basically shouted... Adele and Miss Piggy. The duet that, like, the a James Bond Skyfall, it's supposed to be a duet, but it turns into a duel. Yes. Miss Piggy wants like, to... Like, tell me right now you cannot hear, that you cannot hear in your head Miss Piggy trying to sing Skyfall. And, and not quite doing and it. And overdoing yeah. it. Yeah. Because she's trying to one-up 
Adele and, and the have the whole, time. you know, like the big grand piano with Ralph in a tuxedo playing it, mm-hmm. and then with feather boas and the whole sequin dresses and yep. Kermit's big in, hair and Kermit's in a like in a in a tux in a tux, in a James Bond tux, and he's caught in between the two. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and then we went farther and we went and brought the Avengers on. Oh my God. Would that not be the most amazing thing ever? So basically, I think we decided that. Tony Stark and the Hulk went and played with Beaker and Bunsen. Yes. With Bunsen, with, no, with Beaker becoming more and more terrified as they had more and more ideas. Yes. Which involved blowing him up. Yes. And being the uh, test subject for things. <sighs> Miss Peggy would totally be, like, fawning over Thor and Thor. Captain America. Yeah. And Sam the Eagle would be following after Captain America. Yes, he'd be worse than Coulson. Yes. As a little fanboy. Yes. Uh, Tell me you guys cannot imagine this. No, yes, seriously. how amazing it would seriously. be. Seriously. We decided that Pita from Hunger Games had to go on and bake bread with the Swedish chef. Yes. And we also wanted to bring Sherlock on. Sherlock and Watson. Oh, yeah. Or the Hobbits. Or both. Or both. Well, you know, there would be more yeah, than like, one episode. Seriously. <laughs> because if Sesame Street can do Downton Abbey, I think that's where we... That's I think that's kind point. of where it came that's from. That's where yeah. it came from. Oh, 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 oh. All right, the hobbits, the dwarves need to go visit Sesame Street and, and eat with Cookie Monster. <laughs> yes. But, Cookie. Um, nom, 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 nom. But yeah, pretty much, Um, yeah, we need the Muppets. So anybody out there who has money, <laughs> uh, who has connections, or is Who just, has good blackmail material? Yeah. So... Or, or you know, just all of those combined. <laughs> Bring back the Muppets with said blockbuster people. It will take off. Okay? The geeks are taking over the world. You are marketing to them, obviously, with the rash of comic book movies that are coming out and mm-hmm. are doing well. Go with it. Bring back the Muppets. It will be enormous. Imagine Doctor Who. Oh, my God! Kermit... In a little tweety suit and bow tie with the, with the sonic screwdriver. That keeps blowing things up. Yes. Of course, the Muppets are kind of busy filming another Muppet movie. I don't but care. I don't care. I still want it back. Yes. This this be amazing. Basically, this needs to happen, okay? So, yes. This is, right. These are our geeky thoughts that we have. Make it so. Anyway, back into... Geek Squee. Geek Squee. Regular Geek Squee. Oh, just as a quick little note. Thinking of things that needed that I've been saying need to come back for a long time. And now apparently is coming back. Whose line is it anyway? Comes coming back. Oh, good lord! Including and it will have Colin Mockery, Ryan Stiles, Wayne, and Wayne Brady on it. Except now it's going to be ho- hosted by Asia Tyler instead of Drew Carey. I cannot wait. <laughs> cannot wait. Oh, and thinking of things that we can always use more of. Yeah. Because I think every geek or most geeks know of this person and will be interested in anything that he's Here's doing. A hel- he ha- holds a healthy respect. Yes. So. Neil Gaiman has a book coming out later this year called The Ocean at the End of the Lane. It's coming out on June 18th, 2013. And apparently, already, they are starting planning and pre-production for a movie of it. Damn. And it's, apparently it's going to be directed by Joe Wright, who did Pride and Prejudice, Atonement, and Anna Karenina. Huh. So it's going to look pretty. Yeah. And... Well, Neil Gaiman tends to have very, uh, almost hallucinogenic movement in his, in his writing. Mm-hmm. Because things just start to happen or just start to blend or just don't happen. And 
you just sort of take it for granted. Yeah, and it, it the book sounds kind of interesting. The, the the synopsis I'm looking at, or the the description I'm looking at from Deadline, is a bit. It doesn't give a full sort of plot synopsis, but it says it's about memory and magic and survival, about the power of stories and the darkness inside each of us. Ooh, I want it. Well, let's. Just I'm sure it. by now do. they'll have they'll have descriptions of it on Amazon and stuff. If you really want to see what the the description of it is. And this is going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be pretty. Oh, and another little brief thing. Um, one of our listeners, Shadowbird, posted on the Things That Are Awesome thread and posted a link to a convention in Houston, Texas, this summer called Space City Con. Um, apparently she was trying to convince the director <laughs> that she's not the only knitter who loves goofy things <laughs> and should have a fibery con section in the future. Um, and is saying that if you can make it, please break out the knitting, crochet, and spinning at the con. We can prove that fiber and geeky go together. So if you are in that area or going to be in that area, it's spacecitycon.com. And it's in Houston, Texas from August 2nd to 4th, 2013. I was just taking a little peek through things. And under events, there is going to be a, some kind of LARP event. Ooh, they haven't announced it yet. But they've got, on the site, they've got a whole bunch of guests that are going to be on, that are going to be there. As well as, you know, registration prices and things like that. So if you're in that area, go there and find other knitting geeks and show them how much we actually do love fiber. Yep. And how we much, how much we love geeky stuff. And Shadowbird, please remind us to talk about this when it gets closer to the con. Yeah. Seriously. Cause actually, the, I wonder if the there's... Cabana boys have all run away again. Somebody <laughs> left the gate open. Oh, damn it. And we need to get that lock fixed. <laughs> and actually, now that I think about it, we should, I don't know if there's, there's, there should be rivalry groups for people that are going to different conventions and stuff. I know there's some generally geeky, geeky ones. Might want to, people who are going to different conventions might want to post in uh, some of the other geek threads or geek groups on Ravelry as well, and see if they can find, say, other knitters going to Comic-Con, or to Dragon Con, or, you know, other conventions in the summer or the fall, and see if they can find fellow knitters they can get together <laughs> with. Now, that would really freak out the geeks. <laughs> I imagine even at a convention, where most people will not bat an eye at most kinds of weirdness, I would think that a group of people sitting down and knitting, especially in costume, Still might do it. Knitting, spinning, crocheting, all together in a circle. Yeah. Yes, it has to happen. I've decided it now. Especially if they got wings and everything else going on. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, hey, if we end up making it to Fan Expo this year, if I don't get sick Fan Expo weekend this year, I am totally going, and you know I'm bringing my knitting. No, oh, y'all be bringing our knitting. I just want to know if there's going to be Spartans. Oh, hello. Because you know those boys need clothing. Wow. They don't have any of their own. You look like a little cold. Let me wrap this around. <laughs> I'm doing a sock. I've only got one sock here, so it won't fit much. <laughs> and speaking of socks... Hey, nice segue. Well done. <laughs> moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. For the Star Trek geek. <clears throat> if you go to Threadless, purveyors of wonderfully hilarious shirts, and geeky shirts as well, they're having a sock challenge. And one of the designs that is in the challenge are... Spocks. <laughs> They're basically your basic socks, you know, not handmade socks here, that are the blue of the Enterprise's science officers. Right. The heel has a little black wedge with the Starfleet insignia. Insignia. And around the top and the cuff... On either side, I presume. Are the pointy ears. So it's, if you want to think the winged sandals of Hermes, but adapt it 
for Spock. Now, it looks like voting is only open for a couple more days, but seriously, I'm thinking these ones probably might have a good chance of winning, considering they've been all over the place. So keep checking Threadless to see if they make the Spocks. That would be those uh, are yeah. awesome. Oh my god. Lillian would be all over that. Oh, yeah. You know, admittedly, for non-hand knit socks, they are pretty cool. If I had to buy commercial socks, those would be pretty cool. Yeah, if you go to threadless.com slash socks challenge, all one word, you'll see how the contest works, as well as the other designs from this challenge. Now, if you wanted to make your own socks, or other knitted things, we have yet another purveyor of some seriously pretty yarn. Oh, Karen's been having a very difficult time. Oh my god. You guys, you know I was saying about how hard it is getting going cold sheep. And this is not helping you. Yeah, this is really not helping me. I found this Etsy seller, Apple Tree Knits, and oh my god, what? She has everything from uh, lace to fingering, sport, DK, worsted, and bulky weight yarns. All gorgeously dyed. There's, she has a number of different kinds of lace and fingering yarn. She's got silk lace yarn, alpaca lace yarn, as well as... Um, 100% merino and merino silk blend. But one of the really, and so these are, even her, her regular colors are just gorgeous. Oh my god, look at this one, velvet ropes. Wow. It's a really nice purple, oh my god. <laughs> Want. But she also does gradient yarns. I love those. Oh, they're so pretty. Morning so fog. So we're looking at one right now called Morning Fog, which goes from white to sort of a medium gray. And basically it very slowly goes from what the one transition to the next yeah one transition to the I next I love gradients oh it would look fabulous there's also a gorgeous one here cherry blossom that goes from again from white to a really deep pink again very slowly just getting darker and darker a little at a time I'm not a pink person but I do like that mhm said the woman who's just been sitting with a pink cardigan for the last Maybe that's why you don't like pink at the moment. She's also got them. We were looking at the ones in the lace. She's got them in fingering weight. And in the fingering weight yarns, she's got a merino bamboo blend. She's got 100% merino. And then she's got a merino silk blend. The merino silk blend is like 500 yards. Sweet. That's pretty good. Oh, God, this one. Koi. As in the fish. Yeah, koi gradient. So it goes from like an orange to black through like a very reddish orange. The one that really, really was making it hard. Really, really hard. To resist buying, which thank God has sold by now. Because, oh my God. It was in the alpaca lace. And the color name, the gradient name, was called Frost. And it was a very light blue transitioning to a darker blue. But of course, the alpaca doesn't take up the yarn quite as strongly as a wool would. So it does have this this slight... And of course, it it also... Alpaca has that haze. So it doesn't... uh, The color just seems a little bit diluted. But, it seems frosty. It but yeah, seems, but for frost, yeah. But for frost, it works. Yeah, it seems like misty and like frosty. Like I said, it just seemed to work so perfectly with that gradient. Like at first, I looked at it, and usually I go for the wool that has like the the darker, richer colors. But then when I saw, when I took another look at it and saw like how it worked with the the colorway, it was ah wanted. Thank God it sold. <laughs> In each of these, for at least this alpaca lace, it's 990 yards, so you get a decent shawl out of one. Yeah, that's a pretty good... So it it would transition beautifully in a shawl. Mm-hmm. I think I remember seeing on here custom dyes for people, and I think I have seen 
elsewhere she's mentioned. Yeah, she does say in the shop policies that most colorways are repeatable, so if you see something you like but it's sold out or you'd like it on a different yarn, please contact me. I also love to do custom colorways. Please feel free to message me so I can help you create your perfect yarn. Meep. Meep. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're throwing chaos to the wind. Oh, and I should mention just before we okay. finish with this one. there is. She also has a Ravelry group on Ravelry called Apple Tree Knitters. So... If you search for that Apple Tree Knitters in the groups section in Ravelry, you'll find her group. And on Etsy, she's just Apple Tree Knits. So it's etsy.com slash shop slash Apple Tree Knits. And please go and buy stuff so I don't. <laughs> because damn. Save the Karen. Save me. Okay. All right. You had one more item? Yes, I've got one more. How many people out there are upset that they never got their Hogwarts letter? Me. But would you feel better knowing that one was sent and it got lost? Maybe. Maybe. That would also still be kind of crushing. It depends if I can still go to Hogwarts. Well, (laughs) you can at least get the letter. Because now, and I've got this on Etsy, there's a store called the Paper Drawer. You can get basically a Hogwarts letter that has all of the signage and stamps on it that says that it was lost in the mail. And you send in, like, where your bedroom is in the house. Yes. So it has everything, like, the first landing on the left. Yes. And such like that. First bedroom at the top of the stairs. Exactly. And it has wax seals, like real wax seals, Hogwarts ones. All of the ink is in green, signed by Minerva McGonagall. Oh, and it has your books in the list, too. Uniform, course books, etc., etc., etc. And it has a note on the front um, explaining that uh, many male owls are out of commission. So they've enlisted the help of other witches and wizards living living amongst the muggles to help using the postal system. I hope this letter reaches you in a timely manner. Whoopsie. (laughs) But also, you can get a Hogwarts graduation certificate, basically a diploma. Signed by Albus Dumbledore and the Minister of Magic. And you are getting it in Master of Muggle and Magical Relations. You can also get Ministry of Magic or Acceptance Letter. <laughs> and inside that, you will receive, and it'll, it'll look like, you know, it has the stamp on it and it gets signed. Official letterhead. Yeah, wax sealed on the back. And this is all done by hand by Jennifer, well, the text isn't done by hand, but this is all done by Jennifer Osmond Hatt from Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Not that far away. Not that far away. And each one of these is anywhere from 12 to $15. Yeah. So it's not that bad. Depending on the amount of stuff in it and the amount of time done with, like, steals and stamp- seals and stamps and things right. like that. But would you like to have your Hogwarts letter? That would be kind of awesome. It would also be kind of sad because it'd be like, but I was supposed to go to Hogwarts. Yeah, you were supposed to go. But I never got my letter. But it wasn't your fault you never got your letter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I'm not magical. That's right. It wasn't that I'm not special. Okay, we can stop now. <laughs> so I will yeah, include- therapy night on Knit One Geek Two. Yeah. So that is the paper drawer on Etsy. And we'll include the link in the show notes. Okay. Shall we wrap it up? Alright, are we done with our sexy night? Yes. Was it good for you? Oh <laughs> uh, I've gotta go find me some Benedict to listen to while I go to oh, sleep. Yes. Mm-mm. Mm. Okay. Okay, everybody. So, hope everyone is having a good week. And we will see you later. Yes. Bye-bye. Goodbye, darlings. 
Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1-G-E-E-K-2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also comment on our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit One Geek 2. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at www.twitter.com slash knit one geek 2. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah, make all the 69 jokes you want. It's episode 69. Get over it. <laughs> I'm sure others will come up. This is why we put the... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they'll be coming up. Oh, God. <laughs> during the podcast. Fine, 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 fine. Other, other jokes will arise. Pop up. <laughs> Elevate, whatever. Alright. This is why we have the explicit tag, people. Yep. Anyway. Fuck, I have to look this up every It's from Nitty, time. right? Yeah, it's from like the fall 2009 Nitty or some shit like that. Or some shit like that. We could just say from Nitty. <clears throat> yeah, but the name is really long and hard to spell, so.